everyone, welcome back to another episode of Explain It Slowly. So I got a question for you. There's been a lot of world news lately, uh, and oftentimes people yell that the solution to world problems is to sign an executive order uh, as the president of the United Great States of America or something. Um, <laughs> so, like, what does an... What does an executive order even do? Well, an executive order is a something that a president or anybody with authority can do. So mm-hmm. a governor can also do executive order. Anybody who hold a, an official government like can give an executive order. Mm-hmm. But for a president, that's like the highest thing you can do is an executive order. But the thing is, an executive order is... Pretty much a directive to all governments saying that this is what I want and you need to make it happen, mm-hmm. right? But the thing is, an executive order is a way for the president to bypass all lawmaking process, right? So okay. they don't need to go, they don't need to put in a petition to have a bill written. They don't need to get the bill approved in order to become a bill. Like it goes through many stages for it to become a bill before it can be voted on whether it's uh, made into law or not, right? So mm-hmm. uh, an executive order bypass all of that. The president can just go straight to saying, this we is... We need to do this now. We need to do this. And 30 days after it is being written and published, then after that 30, the 30 day, then it becomes official, right? But the problem with an executive order is... It's only the president's uh, sort of like wants in mm-hmm. a way or what they desire. It doesn't. What is it you desire? <laughs> it doesn't really hold any weight if it gets rejected by Congress. Okay. So it's it doesn't really make a law. No, it does not. It's just Even bypass, though it bypasses most of the process. Process of establishing something. Okay. Right? So, an executive order can and most likely especially right now, right? Biden just wrote an executive order that will protect women and their reproductive rights, right? Kind of. It gives them kind of. like access to health care that will not necessarily. It just protects them in the case where uh if they are going to die, like let's not prioritize the fetus, let's prioritize the mother. Right. Okay. But since the Supreme Court overruled Road versus Wade or Wade versus Road, which one is it? One or the other. Roe v. Wade, I think is the okay. term. So since the Supreme Court like overturned that, uh-huh. the executive order most likely is not going to get passed okay. by it's Congress. It's not going to be accepted. Yeah, basically. Congress is most likely going to do something to, you know, kick that out of the, the shelf or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And then the president can then veto Congress's... Uh, and then the Supreme Court votes. <laughs> and then you do it again. So it goes back and forth between the president and, and Congress. And then in the end, like, since the Supreme Court, you know, is in favor of abortion, like, the executive order in the end is probably not going to get accepted. Got it. And so that's what it is. So it's it, basically the president saying, 
I'm and on the people's side, pretty much. I mean, trying. I feel like it's a, it's a like showing move your no, anything. showing your goodwill towards the people. Like, hey, I'm with you, and it's sort of like an encouragement for government officials to like, hey, do the right thing. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yeah, so it, it's in a way uh, the president communicating to the clearest of intentions. This is what he thinks should happen Mm -hmm. but it doesn't necessarily give him any power for that to actually happen it's down to the people that could do something about it to be like oh the president is on our side for this so Mm -hmm. whatever weight that carries maybe we can actually do this now right and ultimately all of that comes down to the citizen of the country Mm -hmm. it's up it's up to us to vote for the right representative for the right people that share the same values as us Mm -hmm. because or else we're going to constantly face problems like this all year round, you know? Mm -hmm. No, that makes sense. Um, But yeah, it's, it's not as absolute as we like to believe. Like we really like to think in this country that the president actually has a lot of power Mm -hmm. that it turns out they just do not have. They don't. They're just a figurehead. Mm-hmm. I mean, they represent what a country should look like, but in the end, they don't have much power. I mean, every. I mean, that's the whole, that's how our entire democracy is set up, right? Check and balances. Like mm-hmm. you can't have one figurehead that have all the power. You got to do the check and balances, which is why we have Congress and all this legislative mm-hmm. legislative branches that make sure the the person that is in charge doesn't have too much power right or else that becomes a dictatorship right Mm -hmm. so so it's not that the president has any powers they have responsibilities that they need to fulfill Mm -hmm. like they still have a job to do right yeah um but uh mandating that people do one thing or another is not a list on the list of responsibilities basically Mm -hmm. i mean we have i mean we have presidents throughout our history that have done some pretty shady stuff mm-hmm. and the executive bills that they put out end up being rejected by the supreme court mm-hmm. you know so okay no that makes sense um are there any good examples of executive orders that were like useful yeah so uh a very famous one that we all know was when lincoln was around uh-huh. he um issue an executive order the emancipation and proclamation which to abolish slavery right Mm -hmm. in the confederacy but the only thing is uh it's it was only accepted in the north so it ended up abolishing slavery up in the north Mm -hmm. and um by doing that all the people that were enslaved end up being free and they joined the army to help fight against the Confederacy. Got it. So that so kind of helps. So in a way, like that was a, a positive thing, you know? Well, not positive for the people well, who died. Yeah. But, yeah. but like the The, the, the rights the that outcome. were won as yeah. a result of that, yeah. So that was one. Um, uh, during the, uh, what's it called? During the Great Depression, mm-hmm. uh, Franklin Roosevelt issued an executive order that since, uh, during that time, the U.S. was short of cash. Mm-hmm. Um, he, and 
there's an act that was is, that was um, created in 1913, the Federal Reserve Act. That act says that in order for the government to print any more paper money, they need to have physical gold to back that up. Mm-hmm. Right. So with that act still in place, Ro- during the Great Depression, they're short of money. So Roosevelt issued a executive order telling the Americans that if you have any gold that you possess, you need to sell it back to the government in exchange for cash. Because and anyone who refuses to do that will put in jail. Interesting. So it's a way for us to regain that gold, so then we can print more money. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like, yeah. So it's an interesting little one. Um, yeah. So uh, they gave them money that they had. Yeah. Just so that way they can also print that money. So it's a win-win for the government mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. Interesting. And then after the Great Depression ended, which is like a couple years, a few years later, I think. Roosevelt issued another executive order in establishing an agency that will help create millions of jobs for people that were affected by the Great Depression. Mm -hmm. So that was another good one. Um, uh, Around the 1940s, uh, Roosevelt uh, issued an executive order to establish sort of like a research department. department to research atomic bombs that was a bad one that was a bad one (laughs) but that was an executive order Mm -hmm. so um it was significant it was a significant one during world war ii roosevelt damn this guy man lots of executive orders issue another executive order that ended up uh encamping a lot of uh japanese americans Mm -hmm. in internment camps yeah. So that was also him. Boo. Boo <laughs> so far. No, no. Uh, so executive orders can be used for both good and bad. Yeah, depending on And it on seems who, that they've been successful at both good and bad. Right, depending on who's in charge who's and who can charge. actually act on it. Yeah. Because right. ultimately, like saying that we need to put people in internment camps, it depends on people to actually put them in internment camps. It's not like but the, thing is, the president's if, going there. and Right. But the thing is, this is an executive order, right? Like I said, so it's the president's desire in a way. Mm-hmm. But at that time, Congress sided with what he yeah. wants. So it made it happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were so many things that during Obama's... Um, administration that got vetoed by congress because they were on different sides you know Mm -hmm. so yeah um another one was uh in the 70s during nixon's administration after he resigned his vice president became president um and so general ford issued an executive order to pardon nixon from any crimes that he uh, might have created so, Did that go through well? I think it was, yeah. Uh, closing Guantanamo Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obama wanted to close it when he became president because of all the inhumane torture and imprisonment that was done to prisoners mm-hmm. there. And so Obama wanted to close it. However, that never got passed. And when Trump... Uh, became president he signed an executive order that said ignore the previous executive order that and said that that place will 
from now on be open indefinitely. Got it. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't like these executive orders anymore. <laughs> it's, it, it's not good. It's not meant it, to be good. It's giving. It's giving the people that want to do something the motivation that they need to do it. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like at the end of the day. Uh-huh. Like on its own, it's kind of like wishful thinking. Yeah. But combined with motivated actors that are going to actually make it make happen. it happen, it gives them the the backing that they need to like say, "Hey, the president said I can do this." Mm-hmm. And combined with the fact that people don't know what the responsibilities of the president actually are on like a grand scheme of things, then they let them do that. Mhm. So another big one during Trump's presidency was that he issued an executive order right when he entered office to limit the number of immigrants that enter into the United States. And a lot of those immigrants uh, come from countries like uh, Syria, Iran, Iraq, Libya. So all of those countries uh, are predominantly Muslim of Muslim like... um, Yeah, I remember there were a bunch of... Protest so immediately then, right off the bat so at then airports. People dubbed it as, oh, this executive order is meant to ban Muslims from entering the country. Mm-hmm. So, because of that, uh, Washington sued Trump. And because of that uh, trial, the, the Supreme Court ordered Trump to rewrite his, um, his executive order and then passed it. So, interesting. We write, re, I'm sure, reword in a way where it doesn't specifically target do Muslim, your homework again. but it's like, this is still what we're going to do. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, there are loopholes in our yeah. government, right? So that was one of the latest thing. And then, of course, I mean, there's tons in between, right? But some of the big ones were the ones that I just point out. And then mm-hmm. the most recent one was this past week that Biden exe- do, did one. So Interesting. So it's a... Yeah, for for the one that Biden did, I know like right off the bat, Texas is suing the federal government mm-hmm. uh, because they're like, no, we believe that uh, women do not have the right to survive if they are uh, in a critical condition. It's like, um, what's the point of keeping the fetus if the pers- the caretaker, the mother, is going to die? They might right? get it's, pregnant at the age of ten, and it's worth saving. Like, it, I don't it's know. Ridiculous. To anyone, like yes, these people are. To, to anyone listening to this podcast, I want to make it very clear that we are absolutely on the side of, like, choice and agency of the person who is carrying a child. Mm-hmm. Like, it is not debatable in my, like, mind. Yeah. Like, it's down to them to have agency over their own body when we as society have stolen so much agency from them to begin with. Mm-hmm. And just because uh, some very religious individuals think that that's the only way that it can be does not mean that it should be a blanket ruling for everyone despite like whatever religion they might have. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, yeah. And in the clearest terms possible, we are pro-choice. And I think that it's important to put that out there. Uh, I don't think I can ever be convinced that uh, the fetus's life is more important than the mother's, especially when in the majority of cases, either abortion happens so early because it's unwanted, and when it's very late, it's because it's unwanted and to save the mother's life, so that way she could potentially 
like try again in the future mm-hmm. or anything else like it's not you you can't really choose at that point to to save something that doesn't fully exist yet um and yeah that's that's those are my thoughts on that yeah, I mean, like I said, it all comes down to our own personal uh, responsibilities, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's up to us to vote for the right people that represent us, right? So, like, in November, there's going to be a midterm election, and this is going to be your chance to, like, make your voice heard, you know? Mm-hmm. If there are things that are run- happening in this country that you don't agree with, then make sure you go out there and vote for the right people, Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like, yeah, we live in California and yes, we we are a democratic state. But the thing is that like a lot of the people here are being complacent in that. Oh, especially if you talk to a lot of young people like, oh, I don't need to vote. Like we're democratic. Everything's going to work in our favor. But the thing is, it's because people vote to make that happen. Yeah. So if you begin to ignore that, California might eventually 10 years from now, 20 years from now, be flipped to the other side and then you're going to live in a shit place. Yeah. And it's important to realize that even California was not always democratic. Yeah. It, it has been a Republican state for a very long time, even in our lifetimes. Um, so it's because of complacency that the people who really want what they want, namely Republicans, have been voting consistently and therefore winning little by little by little and mm-hmm. they've been getting what they want. Uh, so if you do not agree with what is happening, it's down to you to not only vote at this point, but to convince everyone around you to vote. Like, we know so many people who feel like it's not going to make a difference if they vote or not. Sure. Like, in face-to-face conversations with people in your own state, it might not make that much of a difference, but you do have an influence around the people that are potentially living in different states or even different countries, and you can potentially change their minds as well, not in terms of what they believe or not, because it's very clear that most people believe that abortion should be a choice for the mother. Um, it's just the people we voted in overwhelmingly believe it shouldn't. Um, and that's that's a problem. So uh, if you haven't voted recently, then make sure to vote every single time and make sure to do... It doesn't take a lot of time to do the bare minimum of research to see what people believe or not. Uh, and the thing is, a lot of these uh, people that are running for office, like, they will bluntly tell you what they believe in and yeah. the kind of politi- the, the kind of politicians they are. So it's not like you have to dig through, like, tons and tons of research to find out what where these people stand. Like, they will happily share with you what they want, mm-hmm. you know? So it's a quick Google search, really. Yeah. And it's not only the the people that you're voting that sit in congress that is important it's also like your local government in california we are very thankful in a way to have rights for women like that is a thing that exists here because for now i mean, I mean for now yeah. but but at the at this moment in time it does exist here and it's unfortunate that this is, is kind of like a safe haven for that where other places are not like that is the more mind-blowing thing um, but it's because of the local individuals that have been put in place to make sure that that is something that is a thing. So down to judges at, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like this is not the only thing that matters right now, but uh, judges decide an overwhelming amount of things uh, on our behalves and 
like it's an important role to pick who gets to become a judge because they are often judged for a very very long time until they retire yeah. it's not like we vote every four weeks on who to replace you know maybe after this whole incident like maybe we should change the law to to vote in new judges every now and then because the people that are currently sitting there clearly need to get out of there mm-hmm. and that, that is a scenario where like changing who is in congress may allow that to happen you know so uh it's something that we need to do little by little and it's gonna often take most of our individual lifetimes to make real change like it doesn't happen over time like instantly it happens over time uh, but it is something that you constantly have to be reminded of, especially for something as infrequent as voting. It's something that happens maybe once or twice mm-hmm. a year, most times. And the local ones are, once again, the real important ones, like even down to your local HOA. Like HOAs can become a nightmare if the wrong person gets put in charge of it. Um, and that is something that you directly have a lot more influence on than who becomes the president for instance. Mm -hmm. Um, But as we just went over, the president doesn't really have all that many responsibilities at the end of the day uh, in terms of what is changing our lives. It's the things that are happening around the president that have much more impact, it seems, now than ever. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, definitely go out there and vote. Go out there and spread what you think is okay and what you don't think is okay. And we need to get the people who I don't want to say disagree because it's not at the point of disagreement anymore. Those who are actively trying to steal away the rights of others, I think should be removed. Like it's not a disagreement. It is almost in a way wanting to go back to those quote unquote good of good old days of slavery. Like that's what they're aiming for. If you, if you read into it, it's it's really a shame that 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 we live side by side with individuals who believe that. Mm-hmm. But that's what it is at the end of the day. They want to be in charge of other people's autonomy, um, and they want they don't want others to speak up against it because that makes their life of uh, holding power hard. And that is it's tremendously sad that we live in a time where people are still. People still need to fight about that. It's like we didn't move on from that ever. And it's still the the norm for so many people. Mm-hmm. On that happy note, uh, <laughs> bye everyone. Bye. <laughs>